The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not of my employer. November 3rd, 2020, we got to get out there. We have to take this energy that's in the streets and we have to take it to the polls because there's only one party that thinks black lives matter that has a political candidate running for president. There is only one party that believes that there is systemic racism in this country that needs to be addressed immediately. One party. They're not the same. So like when I'm walking to my local Walgreens, and I'm going to pick something up from the pharmacy. And I pass by that RV with Confederate flags and Trump photoshopped onto bodybuilders, you know, torsos. That just, that just shows you how far racism has come to the surface in these last three years. No, of course this fascist regime did not invent the systemic racism. But they are doing a phenomenal job of amplifying it and causing massive division in our country. You know, they say that every long journey begins with one small step. Well, in November, we have the opportunity to take a big step. It's about rejecting racism. It's about rejecting fascism. It's about accepting democracy. And it's about rejecting all of the hatred that is represented out of the 21 or so percent of the country that support this wannabe demagogue, orange despot, wannabe cunt monkey. One election. Let's get to it. November 3rd, 2020, we vote blue down ballot and we save our country and we restore the checks and balances in our government that we learned about in eighth grade social studies. Dies in your house every weekend. Subscribe on iTunes. Get us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash dies in your house. Every weekend. Brand new episodes of Dies in Your House. Fighting fascism one podcast at a time. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here, and we are back invading all of the areas in which you listen to podcasts. And we're talking about the importance of voting. 
We are talking about the importance of democracy, and we are talking about the importance of maintaining our country for the future, and for our children, and for their children, and for the aliens that hopefully come inhabit this earth in the future future. Anyhow, this is Dies in Your House. Every week we fight fascism. We try to do that one podcast at a time. Hey Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism, dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, as well as strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Yeah, it's not a list of American values. That's not a list of things that people think of when they say an apple pie, baseball, you know, Chevy. They're not thinking about that. And the problem is, too many people over the years have gotten dis... Combined with voter suppression, people have been disenfranchised. People have been told that their vote doesn't count. And people start to believe that shit. Or people start to believe that them and four of their friends can start a party and get somebody elected. That's what I'm saying. And we're not going to talk about the birthday party on this podcast. Because I don't... I deal with... We deal with enough distractions... This fascist crime syndicate. I just want to attack the rule of law thing today. It is fucking crazy. And let first of all, off the top, we always have to do a checklist now. So, always remind me if I'm not doing the checklist. The checklist is A. The views and opinions expressed on my podcast are that of my own and are not that of my employer. So that's, that's number one. But like, the checklist is A. First of all... Black lives still matter. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, maybe the police didn't kill any black people today, you know, it doesn't mean that this this is over. You know what I mean? This is this is a, a movement, not a moment. And, you know, black lives matter. They still matter. Even if you don't hear somebody say black lives matter. Even if you don't do not have the all lives matter, blue lives matter argument with someone today on facebook they still matter brianna taylor's killers still out there that's still a thing also covid mania is still running wild on us what dude how do we not have a national mask policy how do we not have every state on the same page how is that not a thing that exists in our nation. That's what I, that, that's what ceases, that's what continues to amaze me throughout this whole time is how can we not have a national strategy? And people have died. And not like a handful what are we at? 150,000? The the death rate is skyrocketing. The infection rate is skyrocketing. This administration has no answers. They have nothing. Nada. Zip. And they didn't have... And, and to be honest, like if we're keeping it a full stack, they didn't have answers on anything. Ever. 
all of their policies can be summed up in one thing racism nationalism fascism and now we're coming to grips with the reality of what happens when when we let things like this happen and why elections are important okay so a couple weeks ago i mentioned that uh paul manafort was out of jail trump campaign manager that you know worked for russian interests back in the day I mentioned that he was out of jail, and now come to find out, Roger Stone, who got fucking convicted, found guilty on seven counts of shit, sentenced to 40 months in prison, got his sentence commuted, commuted. However you say it. What is happening with the rule of law in this country? What is happening with America? Because it's sick and it's sad. And I don't want to hear people say, oh, if Roger Stone was black, he'd still be in, he'd be in jail. No, if Roger Stone is black, he'd be dead. Let's keep it a full stackity stack with you. He would not be alive. He would have somehow died in police custody. If simple things like laws don't matter, then what are we even doing? You know what I'm saying? Same thing when they kill black people. Same thing when governors put lives at risk to open up bars and restaurants and ignore science. It's all the same. The irresponsibility that causes death, that causes destruction if there's no laws nothing matters now we can debate what should be illegal and not but I'm talking about Roger Stone called up Julian Assange who was a fucking criminal I was like yo you got Hillary emails he was like yeah I do and here's the thing about that. People like to say hacked emails. If you went into my mailbox and took my mail, would you be hacking my mail? Or would you be stealing it and committing a federal crime? It's a federal fucking crime. You stole them. They're stolen documents. They were given by Roger Stone to the Trump campaign. Or at least the heads up was given that they were going to be dumped in a news cycle. Right around the time, it was October 2nd, they were John Podesta's emails. He's Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. They got his risotto recipe. But there were so many emails that created a perception that there was some, some something going on when there really wasn't. Just typical campaign emails. Stolen. Now, Russia is the ones that hacked, stole the documents. Assange is the one that got them and disseminated them. Stone's the one that alerted the Trump campaign. The Trump campaign was like, cool. They weren't like, stop. So, all of that, as fucking, besides the, the, the stolen documents thing, Roger Stone's not convicted to go to jail for that. Because that's 
somehow not illegal. It's not illegal to collude with a foreign government in that way. I, I mean, I don't get it. But anyway, they called him in front of Congress to ask him about it. Which he didn't break the law, so why would you lie? And he lied about it. Lying to Congress is a felony. What do you got to hide if you think this is legit? So he gets charged with lying to Congress. In addition, witness tampering because he was threatening to kill the person. One of these guys that was one of the radio hosts. Some, some, some radio show host guy. Randy Credico. Was that the guy's name? Threatening to kill him. Like, witness tampering, lying to Congress, felony counts. He got 40 months in jail. Now, lying to Congress, regular Joe Schmo's getting way more than 40 months in jail. He only got 40 months because the Justice Department intervened because the prosecutors were saying, we don't want to get Trump mad. This is what was, what's going on. It's not normal. We can't normalize that. We can't say, well, Jay, every couple of years you're going to get a president you don't like. No, this is not normal. This is a criminal enterprise. This is not a politician being a politician. It's not that. It's a criminal enterprise. Call it what it is. I'm so sick and tired. All politicians are corrupt. You know what? If all politicians are corrupt then whatever the fuck this is, is a different word way above corruption. Whatever the, whatever's corruption times 10 is what this shit is. It's unseemly. It's unheard of. So he gets 40 months for lying to Congress, lying to the government. And then they asked him, you know, they said, Stone, you think you're going to get pardoned? And he's like, oh, I'm praying. And Doofus says his prayers have been answered. And then communes the sentence. Are you good? Roger Stone will not spend a minute in jail. How are you okay with this? Is this something where I'm supposed to say cool story? Next question? It doesn't make any sense. It's it doesn't make any sense. And it's not It's not at all. It's not at all American. And we need to absolutely stop normalizing and trying to call this, a, you know, trying to say that this is normal behavior. This is a criminal enterprise. And I will not sit back and be silent and complicit in this bullshit. I won't. And you can't be either. November 3rd is coming up. We need to be the fucking jury. 
We need to convict. We need to evict this criminal enterprise from the fucking White House immediately. Yo, Jay Porks here. Just reminding you that you are listening to a brand new episode of Dies in Your House exclusively at soundcloud.com slash dies in your house you can even go to apple podcasts that's right we got apple podcasts going now you can go to apple podcasts search dies in your house and you don't even need to subscribe i would love if you did but you don't need to subscribe to that you can uh leave a star rating one through five tell the truth let me know how you feel leave a comment let the world know we are fighting fascism one podcast at a time. And if you'd like to get the podcast a day early, personalized artwork mailed to your house monthly, and Zoomcasts, you can go to patreon.com slash jporks to support the brand on Patreon. Find out how to do that at patreon.com slash jporks. But for now, follow dies in your house on twitter follow dies in your house on instagram and keep it locked every week we have a brand new episode of dies in your house and remember november 3rd we're taking it to the polls and we take our country back all right we had a reset there. I let I let things get me too aggravated. I did that on I did that on IG Live the other day. I was on Instagram Live, and you could follow me on Instagram at dies in your house, of course. And um, I started scream. I was screaming about Roger Stone, and then my buddy from work hopped in the stream and just said something like silly, and it it got me back to all right. Let me not listen. Like we. We can't normalize this. But at the same time, as much as we need to repeat that, we need to also not go into cardiac arrest over this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I need to not... I knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. And this is growth. This is growth. I paused. I took a pause. And I I realized that, you know, there's other things I want to touch on before we get up on out of here. For instance, coronavirus. On Friday, coronavirus in America recorded its most new infections. Over 70,000 new infections. That's just... And you could say, you know, it came from here, it came from there. Wherever you think the virus came from, once the virus got here, we weren't ready for it. And the reason we weren't ready for it is because a hostile foreign power, with the assistance of people from, like, Paul Manafort and Roger Stone and Michael Flynn, these people, a hostile foreign power, and Julian Assange, a hostile foreign power installed a fascist crime syndicate into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And even though they didn't need to invest any more money, any new money, into the pandemic response te- program, you know... I don't really know what it's called, but I know there was a pandemic playbook 
And I know that the White House had a department that was ready for that. And I know that it was stocked. We all know. It's fact. We all know that it was stocked with um, doctors, researchers, and scientists who were there to determine where new viruses happen, how we can make them not happen, how we can suppress them when they do happen, what do we do if it gets out of hand. This whole situation where we are now is the direct result of a lack of leadership because in 2018 that department was defunded and disbanded for no reason. There wasn't a reason to do it. It's not like they needed money for something else. It didn't money didn't go anywhere else. It's not like OJ, oh, well we got rid of that and now we got this. No, we don't. What do we have? The Space Force? I got news for you. You know we went to space before? You know we've been going to space this whole time before the Space Force? Anyone know why we've been doing that? It's called the Air Force and NASA. That's what it's called. We do space. We didn't need to create a new department of the military to have to soak up more military funding, soak up more funding from your tax dollars. It wasn't needed. Like, think about it this way. All epidemiologists say that vaccines usually take like five years to perfect a vaccine. So if you have Fauci saying that he's optimistic that we can have a couple of vaccines like uh, available by January, like, and if he says, well, I commend the work we're doing. No, it's not you commend the work we're doing. It's this shit wasn't as, e wasn't as hard as we thought it was going to be. That's what it's going to end up being. In five years from now, we're going to look back and say, wow, it was this one thing that we could have did. And the one thing now is masks. And you can't politicize masks. I saw this dickhead with a mask on. Because, see, when, the, when I saw the clown wearing the mask, it got me mad because this motherfucker's going to try to win this election. You know, like, for a little while... For the last couple of weeks, this this dude was just coasting. He didn't care. And, you know, like, he, he was on... It seemed like he was just doing things because it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to lose. And, you know, he was going to blame, you know, absentee ballots and blah, 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 and pandemics, you know, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, all he needed to do was save lives. If he would have got up there in March and wore a mask and said everyone should wear a mask... I hate to say it, this mother they'd call they'd be calling this motherfucker a hero right now. But instead he had to fucking pussyfoot around. Why? Why? Meanwhile, while this was all taking place, about months ago, um, remember, the uh, we have the Afghan militants, the bounties. There's bounties. Russia has bounties out on American soldiers' heads. In Afghanistan. It is, they have Afghan militants who are killing American soldiers overseas. We have the U.S. pulling, here, saying, upon hearing about this, deciding that we're going to pull troops out of Russia. Now, the only thing you might be saying, Jay, why do we have troops in Russia? Honestly, I'm not really sure. I'm not a foreign policy expert. But I know that people who are say, if we pull those troops out, Putin is happy. 
So, pretend, pre you know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to say, oh, it's always Russia. You're always blaming Russia. But, like, why does this guy do everything that is sucking Vladimir Putin off? <coughs> you have to eventually ask yourself why that's happening. It's not that much of a, it's not a coincidence. You have a pandemic. Remember a second wave? Remember in the summer it's going to chill? Because doctors were under the impression that when they said, hey, wear a mask, wear a piece of cloth over your face, doctors were under the impression that we would take that seriously as Americans. Now, I wear my mask, but much like being white and not being racist, that is not enough. It's not enough for me to just not be racist. That's not fixing racism. And for me to just wear a mask and go about my day, that's not enough. Next person I see without a mask is getting told something. That's a fact. I promise you that. You can book that appointment. Write that down in your calendar. That's happening. And I will pull out my phone as fast as I could. I promise you that. Okay, because I'm sick and tired of people being so damn ignorant. They're not wearing a piece of cloth over their face. Do you know I'm back at work? Wanna know how I got back to work? Wearing a piece of cloth over my face. And now I'm back to making bread. Making chicken. Sizzle, sizzle, motherfucker. I'm back to making money because New York, our governor, for all his, he does, you know, I've disagreed with Cuomo a lot on a lot of things, but he shut down this state for the period of time that was needed. He reopened in a phased matter, and we are not a new hotspot. Even after we reopened. Texas, Florida, people that said, we're not New York. We don't need to live by New York's rules. How's it feeling, though? How's it feel when your family members die? You politicized the virus. You politicized a piece of cloth if you decided not to wear it when a doctor who's not a fucking politician told you to wear it. Okay? Don't make up some fake thing you have where you can't wear a mask because you can wear a face shield. The fuck out of here with that. People are dying, man. Half of the nursing home population in America is going to be dead at the end of all of this. And if you're somebody that likes population control and you're thinking, oh, wow, cool. Well, that's also jobs that are not going to be needed anymore to take care of those people. So there's going to be people out of work. So which is it? You have to decide. And then when you don't wear the mask, like if I say black lives matter, you'll say all lives matter. I'll say, okay, so wear this mask to protect everybody. And you'll say, no, that's my freedoms. Wait a second. Your freedoms matter more than my life? I thought all lives mattered. I thought that's what we said. Because of course they don't. Black lives matter. They still matter. I know I said it earlier. But the little commercial break got me riled up. Black lives still matter. Even though, like, you know, it wasn't on the news today. Even though you didn't see a protest going by your house today. It's happening. It's not going away. We will not let it go away. By we, I mean allies of the movement. Because I am obviously not black. And as a white person, like I said, not being racist and not saying the N-word in rap songs 
is not enough anymore. It's not enough to fix this. We have to go out. We have to march in the street with our brothers and sisters. And we have to make sure that our voices are heard and that we're on the record. So when they write text, not, you know, the equivalent of textbooks in the future, you know, on computers and shit. When the history books get written, we were on the correct side of it. All right. The ins the 2016 inside straight, you know, lucky bounce, every lucky bounce, you know, river card hitting the exact right way, you know, the right time, like everything, the planets aligned so coincidentally. That is not what our country is. Okay. And people that are at risk need for the coronavirus need to be able to have access to voting from home. Me, personally, I'm going to go down to the poll because I need to. And I'm going to bring people with me because we need to get, we need to end this. And then the focus is local forever. One more thing before I get up on out of here. Remember I said I wasn't a foreign policy major before? And I had no experience in that field. You know what, what, what field I have experience in? I worked in school. I was a para at a Catholic school for three years where I worked with special needs children. Yeah, I know, right? How great of a person am I? I know. I pat myself on the back every day for that. I was 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade. My student graduated junior high school. And he is off in high school w without uh, a para because I helped forward the education of the youth of America. I did that for three years. You think you're open in schools, bruh? First of all, it's July. So we can't be saying, that, again, this virus is not something we know everything about because that, remember, that pandemic team, doctors, researchers, scientists, they're not there. 2018, they were, they were disbanded. There's no research into this strain of human coronavirus, COVID-19, because they weren't there. They weren't doing their job because they weren't, they didn't have a job anymore. They were removed. So we weren't ready. So we're finding out new things daily. Like they, the CDC changes guidelines. Not because the CDC is fucked. You know, the World Health Organization isn't as fucked as it seems as it is. They change the guidelines every day because shit changes every day. We're learning things about this virus. So for New York, like... For anybody in New York to say schools have to open in September, bruh, we might be good in September. You don't know shit. They might come out and say jelly beans cures this shit. You don't know anything. I don't know anything. But I do know that you can't open schools. That's a fact. Until we know more, you can't even discuss it. But if you want... You need to have a plan where, like, say this third, I'm a New, New York City kid, so we, we're 30, 40 kids in a classroom. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but that's the way it works here in, you know, fucking New York City. Like, that's, that's what this is. So if you're listening somewhere else, and you're like, damn, that's not where I, you know, and your high school had 200 students, you know, I'm sorry. It, it hits different here. So, like... If you want a little bit of a, like, if, if it, if you can safely have some way, because if everybody's home, the online learning 
isn't really, it's not helping students retain, they're not retaining the information. It, studies have already shown that summer break doesn't help, like hurts students a lot. And that's why there's a lot of uh, states that, or places in the country, school districts, some of them have learning like, all, they have school all year round, two weeks on, two weeks off, three weeks on, two weeks off, one week on, one week off, like all year. Or some places have four-day school day. Anyway, so if you have five, if you have thirty days in a, in a in a if you have thirty kids in a classroom, right, and they're all online learning, and the teacher is in her pajamas using her um her um refrigerator as a chalkboard, that's not really a recipe for success, you know, for America. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is like I think that if we take if we can have ten kids per class, because you either need to pass the CARES Act and fund schools and local governments, which Republicans in the Senate don't want to do because then that's going to open up more mail, uh, money for the post office so we can do mail-in ballots. And they know that if there's mail-in ballots that no Republican will ever win any election ever again. And that's, and I'm only quoting what Republicans say. That's what Trump said, not me. You know, I don't think that. I think mail-in voting is fine. But anyhow. So if you pass that CARES Act... Maybe you give some people a second stimulus, more PPE, more PPP loans, uh, uh, small business, you know, per, per, payroll protection plan. That's what it is uh, for small businesses. If you pass that in the Senate, which the Republicans have said they are not doing, if you extend unemployment, which the Republicans said they are not doing, then schools will have money to institute safe guidelines to where they could reopen. And then let's just say you have 30 kids in a classroom, right? 30 kids in a class. You could have 10 of them in there a day. And you could have the teacher. And the teacher is in the classroom, so the teacher has all her facilities. Because you don't pay the teacher enough money to have a classroom on Zoom. You know, it's not my fault. I don't make, you know, I'm not, teachers aren't paid enough. We all know this. So, if you have like 10 kids in a class, you have the teacher at the board, like, using, having all the facilities and stuff. The seats that are empty could have... The, the Catholic school I worked at had Chromebooks. Every student got a Chromebook upon, you know, six, in sixth grade. Well, I think it was in seventh grade. Um, before that, they had iPads. You put, like, a Chromebook, uh, some sort of uh, Zoom thing at the desk. So the student, while learning at home, gets an in-class experience. Not watching his teacher write on the refrigerator in the kitchen in her pajamas fucking drinking coffee with her cat fucking, you know, with her 17 cats, and, you know, Juan from last night rolling out of the fucking bedroom saying, hey, baby, did you make breakfast? Like, students don't need to see that. So if you can get 10 kids in a class a day, you can have, you know, some kids going to school, you can have two days a week, three days, three, you know, uh, kids cycle in who goes in and who doesn't. Kids need to wear masks. I don't care what you think about their immunity. Kids need to wear masks. Everybody needs to wear a piece of cloth because a piece of cloth is what's going to bring us back to normalcy. This is the new normal until we can fix this. And then November's coming and we need to make sure that we take all of this shit to the polls in November. The only We need to live so we can fix our country and when we fix our country, we will make sure that the next time some shit like this happens, 
we are not caught off guard and then bungle the shit for five and continue however long we're into this we're still bungling it four months are you joking we need to take this energy to the polls and vote democrat like joe biden did he put ron clain in charge of ebola and like ron clain was worked for biden Ron Klain did Ebola, like, Joe Biden has, like, when you hear the, you know, about, oh, I'm gonna hire, like, remember when we all laugh when, you know, when, because Trump was like, I'm gonna hire the best people, and then they did the exact opposite of that, like, but in all seriousness, like, don't look at Joe Biden and actually care what he says, like, he's gonna really hire people who are gonna make this country better, like, the cabinet is gonna be dope, for every American, all we are going to work for an economy that works for all Americans. And yes, even though we are going to continue to build on Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, Joe Biden has knows that the main goal is universal health care. We just can't jump there right this second. We need to move. We need to take steps there. And that's OK. The bus stop for me is. A third of a mile away. I can't get there without walking. Walking takes steps. Steps take a little while. It's better to take steps in the right direction than in the wrong direction. And this country has been going in the wrong direction for three years. And in November, we have to take it back. And that is a big motherfucking fact. Jay Porks dies in your house.